we the people. Congress shall make no law. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome, Bulletheads, to Bullet Points here on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm your host, Tony Ashcraft. Joining me today, Mr. Shannon Book. Hey, Tony, how are you? Thanks for having me, man. Hey, thanks for being here. And also, got a little bit of an announcement to make. We have Miss Joanna Wilson, armed, hey the armed and lovely Joanna Wilson. Uh, Joanna's been a guest with us in the past, and uh, she has agreed to lend her skills to the show going forward. Um, she's a mother, a wife, co-owner of Patriot Defense, and a competitive shooter. She is a, uh, a strong, strong advocate of the Second Amendment, especially when it uh, pertains to women and the Second Amendment. So she's going to lend her expertise to us here on Bullet Points. So, Joanna, thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, we're going to get to, uh, to Shannon and his story. Now, Shannon is a 17-year, uh, Shannon? Yes, sir. 17-year 17. 17 vet, uh, combat vet with the United States Navy. So, Shannon, let me say thank you for your service before we get going. We appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. Country's in your debt, sir. Um, uh, Shannon has a, a pretty unique story, and uh, he's uh, going to tell us a little bit about uh, uh, veteran suicide, and that is a huge problem. That is a huge problem yeah, that does is. not get enough attention. Um, suicide does, in general, I think, Tony, is just a bad problem, but it's definitely rampant through our Yeah, absolutely, culture. absolutely. So we're going to—he's going he's gonna to talk a little bit more specifically about that uh, in the upcoming segments, um, but— uh, He's uh, also agreed to be uh, a commentator slash guest today, so we're gonna we're gonna let him join in. So we're gonna get to the firing line today on the firing line. Prop sixty three, California. It's not really a proposition anymore. Law took effect uh, January the first, two thousand eighteen, this year. So a little more than a month ago. And uh, I know we're in Texas. It's California. Why do we care? If you heard me last week, I'm gonna tell you why we care. Because every time one of these states. Chips away at the Second Amendment. That's your Second Amendment right. It's not California's Second Amendment right. It's not Texas. It's everybody's. We all live in the United States. So we all have a right to keep and bear arms. So the Second Amendment tells us. So our founding fathers wrote it. Right. And, uh, and we, as Second Amendment faithful, we owe it to stand up, no matter what state we're in, to anything that encroaches on our Second Amendment rights. And make no mistake, this is one of those things. That, uh, that, that gets under the skin of Second Amendment folks. So for those of you not familiar with it, um, the big deal about Prop 63 was it restricts the ability of, uh, of the citizens of the state of California to buy ammunition without a background check. Now think about that for just a second. Here in Texas, you go to Walmart, get you some ammo. You go to Academy, get you some ammo. Pick some up, throw it in the basket, go up to the front, paper or plastic, credit card or cash, whatever, you pay, you're gone, throw it in the truck, you go home, you're hunting, you're shooting, you're doing whatever. People in California can't do that. Can't do that. That it, it, That is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Joanna, you were at uh, SHOT Show recently. And tell us about your experience out there. You had a conversation? Yeah, I, I uh, met with Kim Rohde. She's a six-time uh, Olympic athlete medalist. And uh, she is facing a huge issue. She is she was born and raised in around Los, Los Angeles, California, and she trains out there. They have a bunch of property, and 
they can no longer ship ammunition from her sponsors directly to her and she can't go train which she does quite often out of state and then drive back with ammunition across the state lines so she had to load up on ammunition before this uh this actual law went into effect and she's actually leading a class action lawsuit right now she's the lead plaintiff and uh getting that going and i wish her the best of luck fighting this yeah well good for her i mean people you know folks got to stand up for stuff like that we can't just uh can't just let people roll over you know Mm -hmm. i mean she's a competitive shooter so she goes through a lot more a lot more brass in a month than than some of the rest of us would Mm -hmm. but I mean, that aside, you know, Shannon, you're like the rest of us. You, you probably like to get out and shoot your gun when you feel like it. You don't want to have, to have to go through a background check every single time. So you got one box of ammo, 20 rounds of ammo in a box. Right. You got to do a background check for that? And not only a background check, but don't, don't like, I don't, maybe, like, I'm not as, I probably brushed up as everybody else, but, like, don't you also have to, like, pay for the permit and all that other stuff? Like, in order, do they, do they do the permit thing? It, uh, I don't. It's a, the actual vendor has to get a license, and right. uh, so every mom and pop, every you know Walmart, they all have their license, and then you go in and you do, you do similar like to forty four seventy three, right? And they can charge you a fee right. for that if they want, right? That's, so every right. time you go in, and then so you can no longer ship to your house, you can no longer right. get on and ship directly to your house, and um, yeah, so anything over five hundred rounds a month, they're saying you have to have. This I, license. I don't. Well, I, I'm sure that being a competitive shooter, you like you guys shoot, you know, yeah, thousands five thousand rounds, yeah, a thousands month, of PC, rounds yeah. at a time. Um, but you know, like like Tony said, like I love the plink. There's like if like you know, it's not like I used to be out on the range on the you know on the firing line of the with the Marines and stuff. But mm-hmm. like like I like to go out and hang out with my 308 and put 30, 40 rounds down sure. range, and you know maybe or may may or may not like to put 500 rounds through my AR, and just beat stuff up right you know? well we don't we don't buy guns to look at them we buy them to <laughs> right. shoot you know oh that looks really pretty in the <laughs> corner great. over there <laughs> that's great hanging up on the wall sure wish i had some ammo <laughs> darn yeah yeah but that is crazy i mean all all the uh all the licensing all the all the hoopla so i guess you know those guys are, are doing this because they instead of taking on the second instead of taking the second amendment you know head on just saying hey listen we don't want you to have guns, which, I mean, they've already made that abundantly clear out there right. in California. Right. They are undercutting sort of the supply, you know. If you have a gun and no bullets, then what good is the gun? Right. So they're, they're, that's just a, um, you know, kind of a backdoor roundabout. Well, it's like you said earlier. You, you're like, hey, well, you know, you can buy all the, like, it's, it's like taking, it's like putting cars on the market and taking, taking gas away or tires away. Sure. Like, you, you can buy all the cars you want, but, but you can't drive it because right. there's no gas. There's no gas to put in it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a it is a it is a slow slow erosion of right. the Second Amendment. I actually looked at the uh, uh, the electoral map in California, and it's funny because all of the all of the uh, all of the cities on the the far west coast, the Los Angeleses, the San Diegos, San right. Francisco, all just literally the state was almost split in half. Yeah, in the eastern portion of of California, you know, kind of the Nevada side. Sure didn't vote against it but you know since the the more populous cities are on the coast and that's by and large where the uh, liberals hang out Mm -hmm. that's where you know that that's where the large portion of that came in and that's um man it's it's a shame i mean the people in california already have enough 
crap to deal with owning a firearm right. with a, you can't have a collapsible stock, you can't have a pistol grip, you can't have a detachable magazine. I mean, they've tried everything that they can try to make gun ownership just impossible. Right. And honestly, you know, if you, um, if you ask those guys out there, you know, what, because to me, <clears throat> I'll go back a little bit. To me, whenever you, whenever a, a law, whenever a legislature or a legislator makes a law, there's got to be some end game. You're doing this because you want this to happen or this right. not to happen. So, you know, if you ask them, they're not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to say, well, you know, we're a bunch of wuss bags and our dads right, never right. taught us to shoot guns and we right. never learned to hunt. So we're scared of guns because we don't know what they are. We're afraid of them. Right. Guns intimidate us. Right. You know, real men intimidate us. Real women intimidate us. So, <laughs> right. so let's put a bullet button on a gun. <laughs> right. 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 That'll show them. So, you know, what they do is they, they, they don't understand it. So they would just as soon it go, go away. Right. Then have the, I mean, there's a lot of things in society that I don't understand, but I don't want it to go away. I just don't get myself involved in it. Well, right. There's, like, there's no reason for, for, hey, if you don't know about it, if you don't understand about it, either learn about it or leave it or alone. Or leave it alone. Yeah, right. exactly. So I think that they, uh, man, there's all this, and they put out such a such a misconception <laughs> in the media out there. It, it is such a, a false narrative. And I don't think it's, I honestly don't believe it so much. Well, I don't know. I think, yeah, they, they do just make stuff up sometimes. Sure. But, you know, I think by and large, a lot of it is uh, is just ignorance. They just they just right. don't know. If you look at that, there's a there's a famous uh, uh, YouTube clip probably on Facebook. I think Joanna's the one that you shared. There's a guy. I, I, I don't know who he is. I forget his name. But he's he's trying to explain why assault weapons are, are so evil. And he says, you know, this fires a 30-round clip magazine, 30 rounds in a second, half a second, or <laughs> yeah. some such nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just making stuff up, yeah. just absolutely yeah. making stuff up. And you can tell he's never seen a gun in his life. Right. But he's going to get up there as a duly elected official of the state of California, right. look us in the eye, hold a press conference, get some people standing behind us. And says, us, hey, this is the real us, hey, deal. Look, yeah. Right. This is this is the problem. Right. When he doesn't, he can't even explain the problem. Right. But he's going to tell us what the problem is and how we should fix it. And then the people go to the voting booth and vote based off of the nonsense that they hear. That right. is exactly right, and that's that's the bad side of that. The right. people that are just as ignorant they and have just no as clue. Mm -hmm. they have no clue. <laughs> so what do they do? They go, oh well, that guy said it was a thirty round clip magazine, right. Right. fifty two atomic powered. But <laughs> they have no idea either. So they're like, well, that guy, somebody put him in office, so. Mm -hmm. He obviously is educated. He obviously knows right. the truth. He wouldn't lie to us. He's a politician. Right. Yeah. That's what the word means. Yeah, that's what the <laughs> politician, I think, is Greek for telling the truth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not that's, so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm pretty sure somewhere I I remember seeing a, a news feed and or a, a newsreel where the girl was explaining about a shooting that happened with a shotgun, and the shotgun was called an AR-15. And I'm going, um, that yeah, was a no. shotgun? Just so you know, that was a shotgun. Very different, yes. Entirely yeah, different animal. They're, uh, I don't know what they hope to accomplish out there. I really don't. Um, we have Chris Wright saying that that's just like Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, no, very much true, so. True story. No, very much so. Yeah, and that's that's a, a deal we talked about um, uh, last week or the week before. That same deal, man. Massachusetts, no bump fire stocks, no uh, no mechanical advantage trigger or crank triggers, as they mm -hmm. like to call them up there in Massachusetts, because everybody knows crank triggers. 
Hey, Leon, 1996 called. They're looking for their crank trigger. <laughs> and it looks like Brian Romans is saying, what up, book? Hey, what's up, Brian? <laughs> How about that? Hey. Yeah, so this is just uh, this is just ridiculous. But, I, I, guys, I'll tell you like I always tell you, man, if you see an encroachment on the Second Amendment, it's not your state, don't say that it's not your state. Because the United States, uh, this is everybody's country. The Second Amendment is for everyone. If you choose not to participate in the Second Amendment, Nobody's forcing you to. Nobody's asking you oh, to. Yeah. But you should not infringe or support the infringement of that right for the rest of us that, uh, you know, that follow the law, that enjoy it. Yeah, uh, we're the ones being punished for it. Right. Well, not exactly. the criminals. Right. So. right. Listen, uh, the three of us in this room, <laughs> Shannon served our country. Joanna's a competitive shooter. She owns a gun store. I just like to shoot. I own a gun store. Right. Why should why should any of the three of us or anybody else for that matter right. that enjoys shooting, why should they be punished? Because you got a group of politicians that are uh, that are terrified of guns and don't understand it. Well, here's what cracks me up. Like so so let's let's get back to that whole you know uh, talking about like you know the Second Amendment. You know it, well you know we it, we're we're just messing up our laws. So that the bad guys can get away with things. Yeah, that's right. Because criminals, by definition, don't follow the law. And I'll say it like I say it on every show. You cannot out legislate a criminal. No. You cannot. You There's laws against murder, against drunk driving. Some against... of our legislation's helping the criminals. So <laughs> Promise. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And people like us can't protect ourselves no. against them because yeah, they're absolutely. taking our guns. Yeah. That's it. All right, we're going to take a break here in just a few seconds. And on the other side of the break, we're going to get to Mr. Shannon Book, talk about his cause and... Uh, He's going to tell us a little bit more about what's going on, so stay with us. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Our guest today, Mr. Shannon Book, hey. U.S. Navy vet. Uh, we're going to we're going to get to Shannon in just a minute. We wanted to finish up a few things about Prop 63 from the firing line in the first segment. Uh, one of the other things we you know we talked about uh, background checks for uh, the purchasing of ammunition now in the communist state of California. The other thing that they've restricted <laughs> is uh, is high capacity magazines. So, Joanna, high-capacity magazines, they're limited, lim limiting it to 10? 10 rounds, and I would say a 17 rounds a normal mag. It's not a high-capacity magazine. It's a normal magazine, but they're um, terming it high-capacity. And, yes, they are now making people that are purchasing anything moving forward after January 1st of 2018, that it has to be a 10-round, unless you're law enforcement. Law enforcement uh, are an exemption. And um, in order to comply with it, uh, you have to remove your mags from the state, sell the mags uh, back to an FFL, surrender it to a law enforcement, or permanently convert it to a 10-round, um, 10 rounds or less. So that, those are your options right now. <laughs> so what am I going to do with so, all my 100-round drums? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and I did. I spoke to a friend out there, mm -hmm. and he did say that Cal Guns uh, is working on, um, you know, getting into court on this, and they were able to get a temporary stay where uh, the people out there that already have the, the high-capacity mags mm -hmm. are able to keep them and use them for now. But nobody moving forward right now can buy any more. You know, it's funny when I hear high capacity magazines, like you mentioned, seventeen round is a is a normal. It's a normal mag. When I hear high capacity, I, the term high capacity doesn't even register with me because I, I expect, well, you know, like a fifty or a hundred or. Yeah, 50, to me, a hundred is high. Well, to me, a hundred is if you get past the normal, you know, yeah. fifteen, seventeen rounds, whatever it is that comes with the gun that a you buy. Gun, yeah. Right. Then, I, if I hear fifty rounds or a hundred rounds or sixty rounds, you know, like in an AK. 
I think of drum magazine. I don't mm-hmm. think of high capacity magazine. Right. That's a sort of a completely different, different utility, right? right? It's a different thing. Right. You know, it, God, those poor people out there, man. <laughs> Good Lord. This one time in California. Good. Yes, really. Good golly. Ten rounds. Like, Ten rounds. I mean, so that's another one of those things. Like I said before, what what is it? that they're trying to accomplish. I mean, really, other than eroding Second Amendment because they don't like guns, right. I mean, surely they can't look you in the eye and say, well, you know what, normally this gun comes with a 13-round mag, but we're just going to restrict you to 10 because we think that's going to make everybody a lot safer. Right. We're going to take three Dumb. rounds away from you because, yeah, because you can't do as much damage with 10 rounds as you can. And I 13. think it's like the frog in the pot, you know, boiling the pot yeah. slowly. Well, so exactly. we yes. incrementalism and you get them comfortable and used to it and you just keep Turning gaining ground. Up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's I think, what they're doing. No, you're right. I think that they, they, they do that, that kind of slow erosion thing where people think, okay, well, high capacity magazines, all right. Well, it's not that big a deal. I can right. still do 10. At least they didn't take my gun. People are going to sit on their hands. At least they didn't take my gun. At least we can still buy guns. Well, right. sooner or later, they've, they've run out of stuff to chip away at, right. and they're going to end up going, okay, uh, we took away your ammo. We took away your high-capacity magazines. We took away your detachable magazines. Right. We took away your AR-15s. We, we took, restricted away your cal- we took away right, your front sight post. We took away your We took away your gas block. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, so, gas blocks are going to be... Li- so this is going to be a really nice, expensive <laughs> paperweight. <laughs> right. Right. We have uh, Mac McLaren saying that you and Shannon, or Shannon and Mac, uh, have served our country with guns and protected the very snowflakes that are trying to. Uh, <laughs> Amen to take that. Them Mac, away. Mac may or may not be one of our British brothers. And hey, Mac, what's going on, man? It's good to hear from you. Mac, thanks yeah. for checking in, brother. So, okay, well, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. California, I can't help you. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. No, it's so all seriousness. No, in all seriousness, and, and I'll say it again, and you guys see anything. I mean, I don't know what we do from from here in the in the uh, in the great country of Texas. And before you say uh, Texas is not a country, that's because you're probably not from here. It's the greatest country in the nation. It's the greatest country <laughs> in the nation, damn Fact. right. Yep, yep. But you know, I don't know what we can do out here. But certainly, don't not be silent. It, not let them take our guns. Yeah. Well, like, you know, hopefully it'll never come to that, but right. you know, but it will. It will, and that that is the the, the bigger picture. That is the bigger that's concern. The, that's what the agenda is. Yeah, it is that you know. Again, I like it to the yeah. uh, Confederate monument taking. You know, they took one, then somebody else said, oh, well, they took that one. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and take ours too, and we'll knock this one down, and we're gonna take that and the Let's ten, just make ten it commandments. Germany. You know, Right. I mean, where do we stop? You know, I mean, what if, if we let liberals have their way, let these anti-gun folks have their way, all these snowflakes have their way, mm-hmm. what does this country look like in 50 years? Right. You know, it looks like Cal- turmoil. California, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess it looks like California without or the nice worse. weather. Yeah, or, or worse. worse without the nice weather. All right. So, uh, yeah. And we appreciate all the comments on Facebook, and you guys keep it going because we'll come back after the show and uh, and uh, have a discussion with you, and uh, that could lead to more discussion. If somebody out there on Facebook listening to us, or, or if you've got something to uh, to say to add to the conversation, well, contact us, man. We may put you in. Uh, we may put you in Shannon's seat. Hey, all right. We could do that. It's so, a hot seat. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. So speaking of Shannon, Shannon Book, we're going to get to you. Um, so you served. Uh, you served in the Navy. I uh, did 17 years in the Navy, but I really didn't serve in the Navy. I was I was more a Marine than I ever was a sailor. Uh, I spent 15 years of my naval career um, patching up and chasing Marines around to make sure they don't they don't bleed to death or hurt themselves too bad. So that's what I did. 
Okay. So uh, before you, so tell us about pre-Navy, Shannon. Um, well, um, I'm from a little town called East Bernstead, Kentucky, or Hazel Green, which you probably will never find on a map um, because it's down in the hollers, uh, Kentucky. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I grew up as a, you know, backwoods country boy, um, you know, growing our own food, killing our own food and doing what we did. And, you know, um, graduated high school, played football like everybody else, I guess, and, well, most people. Um, and then I decided that uh, watching the uh, watching Desert Storm on TV, mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to support and defend my country, and uh, that was that was my statement. Well, and it did help me get out of that middle of nowhere place, <laughs> you know, right? But uh, you know, support and defend my country was 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 my next calling, and that's what I did. I decided to join the military. Sure. So, did you want to go into? Uh, uh, did you want to go into the field that you did in the Navy, or did that kind of come in afterwards? Well, I <laughs> I wanted I wanted to be a Marine. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a Marine, and uh, went into the recruiting office, did all that stuff, and then and then they're like, uh, I was like, I want to be a doctor, and they're like, um, no, <laughs> we're gonna take you next door to the Navy, and so this this old crusty gunny gets up and he goes, come on, boy. He walks me across the hallway and he goes, "Hey, boats! This kid right here wants to be a Fleet Marine Force Corpsman." And the 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 boiler tech, second class boiler tech, was like, uh, "Okay, Gunny, we got you." So then there was paperwork and blah 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 blah. And next thing you know, I'm off to boot camp in San Diego. Just like that. Yep, just like that. Wow. So you did uh, uh, combat tours. I did two two. I did two tours of combat. I did the invasion. Uh, with 2nd Battalion, 1st Marines, or BLT-21, 1st um, Marine Division. And then I did uh, the uh, I did part of Fallujah uh, with 1st Marine Regiment. Um, and uh, there's some good times. I think I got some property over there somewhere, maybe. That may or may not have, I don't know, <laughs> allocated some locations <laughs> for, for future endeavors. <laughs> right, right. Could have happened, could have happened. It might have happened. <laughs> so, but yeah, um so I did two tours of combat. Um, the first one, you know, uh, nobody was really ready for. Uh, like when when nine eleven happened, like we were all like, "Oh, wait a minute, this is kind of like, um, this this is kind of like uh, Pearl Harbor. Like you just brought it home to us. Like hold on, wait a minute. Like uh uh-uh. uh. So we all just kind of got up in arms and we we're just like, hey, people were enlisting and doing all this stuff and mm-hmm. like just. Phew. I happened to be in dive school. And, you know, I, I left dive school um, and went straight back out to the Marines and started, you know, ramping up to go to war. And so we weren't really necessi- – we were ready, but we weren't right. ready. Like it was just- yeah, well, like you said, I don't think anybody can be ready for, uh, uh, for history on the scope of, of – What had other. happened, right, right, yeah, exactly. Was- so, so we all just went out and said, you know what, you can't do that in our house. Yeah, absolutely not. So that's what we did. Absolutely not. And then we went back over and did it again and again and again and again. And so there's uh, there's guys over there still doing it. They're still doing it. There's guys over there still doing it. So that yeah. sort of that kind of brings us into uh, uh, to to what we want to talk about. Um, you know, on your end with uh, with veteran suicide. Yeah. And uh, sort of what those guys go through. I mean, you know, uh, having not been over there, and I think there's most of the people listening, you know, have not had the experience of combat. Sure. And uh, we can't begin to imagine to put ourselves in 
the place that that you and people like you are in. I mean, we can't you, you we can sit there and imagine. I mean, guys are sitting out there going, "Yeah, you know, I see it on TV." Well, seeing it on TV, no, you're not even close. Right. You're not even close. It's a completely different experience. You can't get up and walk away from it. You're you're right. in it. And uh, it, it it I know for a lot of guys it, it comes back home with them. Yeah. And that um you know, that's tough. Yeah. That's really tough. I well, mean, it's, it's it, different. It's different. Uh, you know, it, yeah, we can all sit here and say, well, you know, we wa- I watched Black Hawk Down or I watched, you know, Lone Survivor or mm-hmm. I've blown, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and watching him and fantasizing it. The, I'm going to tell you right now, first and foremost, the reality is that there is there's no soundtrack to a combat zone. There's no slow motion. There's no I mean, it feels like it is, but it's not slow. It's more it's very fast paced. Um, and, um, there's no, there's no romantic kiss in the mini in the, in the middle of any of that. So right. nobody like, gets the girl, right? There's no girl to get. And <laughs> right. if she is, she's probably in pieces. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, there, there's a difference, you know, when, when you're standing there and you can see all this stuff, you know, you see gunshots and you can smell the iron in the air from the blood and the mist and all that stuff. And you can smell burning bodies and like that stuff changes your perspective I bet. on yeah. life. Oh, and no, that no stuff question. comes home, and you don't get rid of it. It doesn't go away. Yeah, it doesn't go away. You it don't, stays there. It's seared. Sure. Yeah, it's like a steak. You sear it. It's stuck there. The yeah. juice is stuck in the steak. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, that's a permanent thing. You don't just because you leave the combat zone. That I mean, you, you bring you, it home with us. Yeah, man. you bring it home with you. You bring it home with you definitely. Yeah. And I know that it, uh, that affects a, a great many uh, of our service men yeah. and women out there. Yeah. And so. Um, uh, so you've started a movement. You kind of have a, a. You're working with some veterans groups, and uh, we want you to to share all that with everybody. So, so I have I have this idea. I, I don't know. I woke up one night. I woke up one night and uh, had this idea of a song called uh, "Not You're You're Not Alone." So that's where Stand. the whole idea came Shannon, from. Shannon, let me let me hold you right there. We got to take a break real quick. Yeah. More with Shannon Book on the other side. Stay with us. Welcome back, Bullet Heads. This is Bullet Points on Vital Draft Radio. I'm here with my co-host, the arm, the lovely Joanna Wilson and Mr. Shannon Book. So before we took a break, we were talking to Shannon um, about uh, about our service men and women and what they experience on the battlefield and and how that uh, how that follows um, most of these guys home. And that's a uh, man. That's a tough a tough thing to shake. And a lot of guys can't. And uh, you know it. it it gets them down. They have a really, really bad experience, and, and some of them get to the point of, um, you know, what they feel like is no return. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of help out there for uh, for these guys. It's just Absolutely. a matter of, of of getting the resources together and pointing them in the right direction and, right. and, and getting them, you know, getting them back to good before – you know, before the worst happens. Sure. So, uh, uh, so in your mind, I mean, I know you know you being in the position you, that you're in, and uh, having the experiences that you have, you're sort certainly closer to that than the rest of us. So, tell us about, um, you know, why do you think uh, why do you think this is so so prevalent in? Uh, uh, oh man, in, that's such a taboo question. <laughs> like it's such a hard. I mean, well, and the reality is, is that nobody wants to talk about it in real time. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody. Like we want to glorify, oh, like you know, I, you know, sorry that you know our brother is in heaven right now, blah blah blah. If you want to talk about heaven, you want to talk about Christianity. Guess what? You're not in heaven. Just saying. So, you know, we're we're pacifying. We're making things sound romantic and and cool. Um, but the reality is, is that the things in your brain are going to dictate how you live your life. And if you get caught up in the bad stuff, that's where you're going to live. 
And, yeah, you're right. And the reality is, is there's so many places out there. There's there's EMDR. There's all kinds of different stuff that you can do to change all that stuff. And it really is just a perspective and or a behavioral uh, modification that that changes all that. And if if we glorify it like we continue to do, then it's just going to be oh that's you know whatever. But and I, that's like I said, it's a taboo question to answer. Um, and I'm sorry, I may or may I got a little emotional with that. No, 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 you're fine. And I think from understanding what you're trying to say that, that people people don't want to take the reality of the situation is hard yeah it's difficult and it is real and it is um i mean when we're talking about suicide in any cross-section of the population be it veterans or or, or teenagers or whomever anybody that is a permanent thing that happens you know once right. somebody chooses to go down that road you're not coming back. You right. don't get a do-over. You don't get a second chance. It's a permanent solution to, to a, a temporary, temporary problem. Situation. That's right. 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 Exactly totally. right. And and I think that um, yeah, for some people that that is a hard discussion to have because sure. it is so it is so final. It is so ending, and, and and it is easier for people to take you know the softer, more glorious side, the, the right. easier side to understand. Like, let's pacify all the garbage. Like exactly. You know, like seriously, let's pacify all the garbage because that's that's what makes everybody happy. Like we don't want to be upsetting anybody, you know. Hey, let's not upset right. anybody. Let's not stir the pot. It is it is it is difficult for for a lot of people to talk about serious problems because sure. a lot of people I think that they um, and I may be speaking for myself a little bit here, but I think that you know in, in a in a situation like that or in a subject like that rather. Um, it's difficult to start that conversation because it is an uncomfortable thing for people to talk about. Sure. When you're talking about somebody that that has through their own life experiences, you know, if you think about it, and and I know you just talked about romanticizing it, and I'm not trying to do that, but but if you think about the way that um, think about the way that you felt before you enlisted, you know, right. you probably weren't thinking about PTSD was probably the furthest thing from your mind. I had no idea what it was. Right. You, no you had no idea. So a lot of these young guys are going out there and saying, you know, hell yeah, let's go. Let's, let's get go, it on. Let's go I'm kill some go bad hit. guys. Let's go. Right. I mean, that's literally how let's most go, people enlist. Let's go blow things up and yeah, kill let's, people. Let's kill that's bad people. That's what we're going to do. Right. Yeah, let's right. kill bad people. Let's go kill bad people. So know? they do it. And then on the other side of that, you know, it's a completely, completely different thing for them. Right. And there's they, stuff that sticks with you. Right. So this, this whole... This whole get the glory thing going in, I think that that's what people stick to because that is what it's easiest for them to understand. Sure. It's easy to understand that, you know, that small town high school kid growing up right. loves their country, you know, God, guns, country, flag, let's right. get it on, right? right? They're proud to serve. They want to. And that's actually absolutely admirable. And sure. I wish we had more people like that. That That's easy to compartmentalize. That's easy for people to get in their heads. What's difficult is what happens because... Again, they're not there. They're not in this situation. They sure. didn't go through the through the stuff. Sure. And and come out on the other side and now you know you you have all this damage that you've got to somehow compartmentalize. Yeah, you, you've got to do or something put it with in its it. place. Right. You like, have to you, you can't not deal with it. And right. I think that maybe, you know, some guys would rather not because they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to take that first step because it's an experience that you can't really relate to anything else. I mean, sure, you can make the argument that Okay, well, you know, a vet comes back, he's depressed, PTSD, whatever, you know, put whatever label you want to on it. 
Right. And, and he gets in such a bad place that, that he decides that suicide is the best option. Well, it's not just that. We come, they come back here and, and, and you're handed a handful of medications. You're, you're, you're like, you, like, we beat exsanguination on the battlefield, so there are mu- many more people coming back and surviving combat. So the VA is overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and the, the VA is like, oh, you know what? <laughs> here, take some meds. Go sit in the corner. We'll talk to you when we can. Medication to right. get up, medication to go to sleep right. is Promise. Yeah. Promise. Yeah. There's benzos to go to sleep. And there's like anti-anxiety, antidepressants to mm-hmm. wake up and do your job and not be in drool during the day, whatever. Sure. So there's that. And then there's the, the, the hurry up and zombie. wait, right? There's the hurry up and wait. Like we know you need to talk, but, but we don't yeah. have room for you right now. So we're going to make room for you. And it's not the VA's fault. It's just that we weren't ready for it. Like mm-hmm. We weren't ready for the fact that we beat exsanguination on the battlefield. You come back with all four limbs missing. Like we've done that. Yeah. You didn't do that in Vietnam. No. You didn't do that in Korea. You you missing a limb. You died. You're done. Yep. Gone. So we beat exsanguination this ground, and that's the problem. So we're overwhelmed in the VA, and that's that's where all of the, the psychosomatic stuff and the drugs and all that stuff comes Yeah, like you play. said, the, the VA is, is not the best at getting people in and out, right. and that's another, yeah. that's another discussion that I would like to have sure. at, at a different time, but that is, uh, yeah. um, you know, that that's a that's a big part of the problem. I, yeah. I wish that uh, just uh, jump uh, uh, jump out here real quick, but uh, I, I wish that the uh, uh, that a vet could go see could have a, a national health insurance type card sure. where they could go to any hospital, right? Any any anything at any, any psychiatrist, time. That psychologist, card, right? Whoever whatever. they want to see, right. whenever they want to see, for whatever reason. Go there, right? You know, and have somebody sort of help them direct. You know, hey, you need to go see this guy, this guy, that guy, versus having to go down to the VA and wait and, and deal wait. with somebody who's completely overwhelmed and just gone. Oh yeah. my God, man, I'll get to you as soon as I can, dude. Here, take this and come back and see me in right. six months. You right. know, right. six months too late for a lot of guys. Yeah. That is, uh, and that that puts them into the habit of um, of uh, treating Drink. treating the symptom and right. not the problem. Drinking, medicating. You know, drugs, blah 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 blah, yep. and it just starts starts to spiral. You know, yeah, it does, and it goes downward, and that spiral continues to move toward. Yeah, absolutely, it makes a bad thing worse. So yeah. tell me, um, tell me what you're doing, man. What are you doing, uh, veteran suicide? What do you, what do you? Uh... So I work with a couple of uh, like uh, I, I'm I'm actually a, a board member of an organization called OP Veteran mm-hmm. um, out of Austin and. Um, we are a, a group of, of people that are trying to bring as many nonprofit and veteran organizations and businesses together to create a resource list and or accessibility to to help people. You know, um, like you know, people like Brian Roman's Warrior Foundation and like all that stuff. So, so basically, I got to the point where. I just wanted to start playing music. Like I, I started playing music when I was young, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And like my music saved me. It brought me out of my own garbage. Like I still have my days. I still have my moments where I'm just like, oh, I can't do this anymore or whatever. And then I like sit down and I'll grab my guitar and I just kind of get lost in the song or get lost in the music or whatever. So my music has pulled me out of places. And, you know, I've taken that and I've, I've, I've hoped that I've, taken that to places to other people and let them hear my story through my music and hopefully that's helped them so i woke up one morning at about four o'clock in the morning with this song zipping through my head and i i I was like no no, just go to sleep just go to sleep and the song was the words were just 
And I woke up and I turned the light on and I grabbed a guitar and I grabbed a piece of paper and a pencil and I started writing all this stuff down. And this song, You're Not Alone, pops out. And I don't, I'm, I'm just going to, like, you know, we're on the radio and I'm just going to tell you from me, it wasn't me. It was God. I'm just going to tell awesome. you that right now. Like, yeah, yep. you know, y'all get bent out of shape about that. But to me, that's God. No, that's, that, awesome. that's how it works. That's yes, God. That's God was like, hey, by the way, you need to wake up and you need that's to write right. this song that's right, right now. Right. And that's right. what it was. And I'm not telling you that this song is awesome because I wrote it. But to me, this song means it a lot. It is awesome. No, I, I heard it. it yeah. <laughs> and you can sing. That's so. the, the song alone is, is what made me get in touch with you and ask you to come. Yeah, yeah. For those Thank of y'all that wondered, Shannon yeah. didn't push his way into a chair over here. I sought him out and invited him on the show because I thought what he, uh, yeah. th- that his song was good. And, what he stands uh, for, what, too. What he stands yeah. for is good and the way that it happened. It's a fantastic and it's an amazing story. So I hope that... Uh, you guys out there listening can take this to heart. Well, thanks. And uh, so if they want to get in touch with uh, with uh, OP Veteran, how do they do that? Um, well, opveteran.org. Um, and, you know, uh, you can you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on uh, Instagram. You can find, you can you know, the usual usual social media stuff. I got you. So, so. on the other side of the break, we got a break coming up in just a few seconds. But, uh, Shannon, you mentioned the song, and uh, we're going to want to hear it. So can I talk you into doing it for us? I think maybe there's a guitar in the room. (laughs) Outstanding. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm Tony Ashcraft. Joining me is my host, the lovely, the armed Joanna Wilson and Shannon Book. Hi. (laughs) Hey, Shannon was telling us a little bit about, uh, we were talking about, uh, um, you know, veteran suicide and and, uh, how that is a tough subject for folks to talk about. So, Shannon, I, I wanted to touch base one more time. Uh, for for people who might have missed it in the last segment, OP Veteran. Yeah, opveteran.org. Um, there's a bunch of there's a there's a ton of organizations out there, um, but we're trying to compile as many as them, of them together as possible. Um, but opveteran.org uh, um, will get you to a location where you can find some resources for sure. Outstanding. Um, I've always thought when it comes to to helping out uh, our service men and women that uh, you know, local-based sort of community resources are better totally. than national resources. I think they can, I think they can get to you quicker. Um, well, the bigger you are, the bigger the sieve. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, an organization, uh, Wounded Warrior Project, for instance, right. they you so see the commercials on stuff. TV. Yeah, they do great stuff. You, you see the commercials on TV. Um, you get a blanket if you donate. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here's your know, blanket. I, Thank no, you. listen, I, and I don't mean to, uh, and I don't mean to. To make fun of them, but right. um, I mean, it's just a uh, you know, it's a big, huge organization. Like you said, that the bigger it is, you know, the more paperwork you you're gonna have to go through. The bigger the screen. Yeah. yeah totally. So if you can get to somebody that um, they can go hands on with you, they can get you help. Because the longer you wait, you know, the, the higher your risk is. Yeah, totally. And that's totally. that is definitely, um, you know, what we want to. What we want to try to eliminate. Yeah, we want to eliminate that risk if we, if we possibly can, because right. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was it's twenty two a day. Well, that's the number as is today, but I'm sure it's it's probably more, because there's a lot of things that aren't as, like ca- calculated, you know, right. MBAs, death by cop, blah blah blah. Yeah, things that yeah, not just guys, you know, sitting at home and yeah, and and making the the choice that they feel like is the only one that they have but right. yeah through other other means and modes sure. sure i guess uh you know alcoholism and and 
and drug abuse, particularly with prescription drugs. A buddy is, of mine drank himself to death in a hotel room. True story. Yeah, that's... Great guy. Amazing yeah, that, hero. That's terrible. I mean, um, you guys think about, um, you know, the resource that we're losing with these guys. I mean, not just the resource of, of human life, but, you know, guys that have served, that have the experience, um, they have so much to give back to us. You know, so much to give back to us. Like music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, music. I mean, there's a lot of companies that only want to hire vets. Right. You know, and think about these guys that that are in the middle of a struggle that uh, that could be that could have a, a fantastic quality of life, a quality of life that they deserve after the sacrifice that they've made. And I want to say too that it's not just these individuals that make the sacrifice; their families make the sacrifice oh, yeah. yes. because a lot of these people, their mothers, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters, their husbands, their 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 wives, it's people's sons. It's people's right. grandchildren, and they right. go off to do this. And when they come back damaged, not physically, but mentally, right. and they – that takes a toll. I mean, it takes a toll just them being away, just them right. being away in combat, just them serving takes right. a toll. And then it puts a big stress on the family too. Well, I, I wrote a song called uh, Dear Mom for Gold Star Mothers, and it's literally about the letter in your pocket to your mom after you die in combat. Yeah, so. That's amazing. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot more uh, to it than just – the individual. So I think, um, you know, these guys step out in, uh, in harm's way and, uh, they serve us, they sacrifice their family sacrifice. And, uh, for that, the least we can do is get them the help that they deserve. So I want you guys to, uh, to check out OP veteran, um, donate where you can donate, help where you can help volunteer, where you can volunteer. If there's a veteran that needs a job and you have a spot, give them a shot, give them an interview. Yeah, yeah, and talk to them because uh, uh, these guys these guys have a lot. To, they've already given a lot, and as much as they've given, there's still a lot more left. We like giving. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's weird, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's the nature of the individual to want to give like that, to want to yeah. keep sacrificing. So we've got to do everything we can to help these guys out because they they you got to remember nobody makes you vo- nobody makes you go into the military. It is completely voluntary. So somebody has to sit down, think, make that decision, tell their family about it, and then go off and do it. Right. They, they purposefully, purposefully get in harm's way. Right. And, Write a uh, check with in everything, including up to our lives. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. That is, a, that is a huge amount of sacrifice for any individual to make. And, uh, um, you know, like Shannon mentioned, uh, it's easy to glorify. It's easy to... To put it in uh, in uh, movie terms, hero gets the girl, um, but that's not that's not reality. That's not reality. Reality is ugly. Yeah. Reality is rough. Reality is emotional, and it, it's tough to talk about. It's tough to grasp. It's not just but, a tagline. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. Right, you know? right. See the world. Yeah, right. So no, it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. It, it's serious. It's emotional, yeah. and it, it requires it requires a hard look and some hard actions to to help these guys out. And uh, that is the absolute least we can do. So I want everybody out there listening, um, you know, ask yourself, what can you do? How can you help? And not just today, not just tomorrow, not just around Christmas, not just when you see a commercial, but every day. These guys need our help every day, not just on special occasions, 
not just every second Thursday of the month. Right. You well, know, insert random day here, yeah. not not on Veterans Day, not around the holidays, right. not yeah. around Independence Day. You it's know what, Tony? It's, it's, I'm going to just say this real quick. It's no different than everybody needing help every day. We're all people, yep. and that's just how exactly. life should be. We should help each other. Period. Exactly. Well, Shannon, we want to get to the song, man. I'm, I, we've been waiting the whole show to hear it, and I think you're ready. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign out. The show's not going to end, but Shannon is going to play us uh, to the end of the show. So this is his song, You Are Not Alone. Shannon, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. He sits on his bed with his gun in his hand. He thinks his life is over. He just doesn't understand. There's a bottle of whiskey and some pills in the drawer. Doesn't want to hurt himself He can't hurt anymore So why must it be this way? Stick it all over And listen to the words I say
together today. on his bed with his gun in his hand and he puts it away cause now he understands Shannon Book everybody Thank thanks you. man Fantastic. appreciate it That's beautiful. appreciate it guys thank that you very much we the people congress shall make no law the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio.